What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the planet today. It is Monday, October 31st, 2022. I'm your host, Matt Norton, here with producer and co-host Nick Chinusa. Nick, happy Halloween, buddy. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everyone. Let's have a great Monday. It's weird to have Halloween on a Monday. Like, it really should not exist. It should be like, I don't know. Saturday, Friday, Thursday. Yeah, like the last Friday in October every year. Yeah, exactly. Let's make it like Thanksgiving. Just do it on the last Thursday or Friday in October. Make it easy for everyone. Definitely agree with you. That being said, Halloween in like the middle of a week as a kid was always awesome because like nothing's going on in the middle of the week. You're a child and then you get to go trick-or-treating. You're like, oh my God, Thursday, I'm going to show everyone my candy. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, I forgot about that side of life. Yeah, as adults, it's more like, no, I want to go do something fun and drink some pumpkin punch. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, pound some beers. Yeah, it's pumpkin beer season. Hope everyone enjoyed it if you consume beer, but if not... We have a fun episode for you today. We're going to get into really all things Halloween and all things sustainability surrounding Halloween. So let's do that right now. Here on the planet today, we cover the latest in climate change, wildlife conservation, renewable energy, and environmental policy with two episodes every week coming your way Monday and Friday. Quick editor's note before we get into everything, make sure to turn on notifications so you don't miss an episode, and please share this show with at least one friend today. That would help us out a lot. One more thing before we get into the show, this episode's brought to you by Vala Alta. Vala Alta's Everyday Handkerchief is a high-performance daily-use handkerchief designed to help minimize your impact. Made in the United States from sustainably sourced Irish linen, capturing the materials, historic craftsmanship, and natural antimicrobial properties, handkerchiefs perfectly balance softness with durability and absorbency with rapid drying. Ideal for functional use in all settings, from the outdoors to routine encounters, their small and lightweight design makes one a must-carry for wherever life takes you. Build your own bundles from limited edition colors at valaalta.co and save 15% with code TPT at checkout. That's V-A-L-A-A-L-T-A.co and code TPT. All right. Today's episode is all about Halloween. So today we're going to answer how sustainable the costume and candy industries actually are. (laughs) Short answer, not very, but (laughs) let's start with costumes because frankly, there's less to talk about. The solution is... A pretty quick conversation. So the Halloween industry as a whole is absolutely massive, and it's estimated to generate roughly $10 billion last year in 2021. Wow. R- roughly one third of that money, so we're talking about $3.33 billion, is spent on costumes every year. And the issue is that many of these costumes, they're going to end up in your closet, you're never going to see them again, or worse, they're going to end up in a landfill. Yeah, so costumes can either be reused by you or someone else, donated, or just thrown away. Halloween costumes are usually made to be cheap and affordable so that you can buy a costume that is topical for that year without actually breaking the bank. 
The issue is that to make them cheap, they're often made with plastics, other materials that are harmful to the environment, and some biodegradable materials. Yeah, and the key there is some biodegradable materials. So that's almost yeah. like an afterthought. The first things that you're thinking about when you get those cheap costumes, right? You have your props. If you're a pirate and you have a little sword or an eye patch, probably plastic, probably something synthetic, probably not going to break down naturally in the environment. Yeah. Other materials that are harmful, we're talking about, you know, cheap dyes that are used to make the color of the textiles the way they are. If they're cheap, probably going to be toxic to the environment, probably not going to be the best source that you want to throw into your soil. So again, when these sort of things end up in landfills, it gets pretty taxing for the environment. In the United Kingdom alone in 2019, roughly 2,000 tons of plastic waste were generated from Halloween costumes and the containers they come in. So anyone who's been to a Spirit Halloween or one of those costume stores, those single-use costumes that we're getting, they come in plastic packaging. That's the equivalent of 83 million plastic bottles ending up in a landfill just from the plastic related to Halloween costumes. Yeah, and it's hard to find estimates for the United States, but it's pretty safe to, to assume that we generate more waste than the UK based on how much larger our country is. And that's only accounting for the plastic waste and not the other environmental toxins that can come from single-use Halloween costumes. Yeah, so 83 million plastic bottles worth of plastic ending up in a landfill. And that's just the tip of it. You know, we're not talking about those things that are harder to quantify, like the toxins that are getting into our waterways, our environment, mm -hmm. just from these sort of costumes ending up in landfills. So let's talk about how we fix this. So I came up with a couple ideas. Nick, I'm sure you have some where we can just talk about, you know, whatever. Let's let's get into this. The first one that I thought of, if you're going to buy a costume, make sure it's a timeless one. Make sure it's something that doesn't go out of style. So for me, when I was a kid, I loved dressing up as Batman. Batman's been cool since like, I don't know, 1920s. <laughs> Batman's still kind of cool. So <laughs> that's something where if you're going to buy a costume, that's probably a decent one because you can reuse that over and over and people aren't going to go, Oh, what is that? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one because when you're trying to buy a costume for you to reuse, you're going to grow, like, I don't know, for kids especially, like kids are the ones yeah, usually yeah. wearing costumes and stuff. They're going to outgrow this stuff like constantly. So unless like you can do a hand-me-down situation, which I feel like I my sisters did together because they were about five years apart, whatever, or eight years apart, Jesus Christmas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that the timeless costume <laughs> thing is a tough one to nail down because you're just people don't want to be in the end they don't want to reuse a costume that they've been let's say four years ago five years ago like yeah that's, it's got to be a good even point. further than that for them to use it again and and like who doesn't change weight in like 10 years so that's a tough one that's something i didn't really consider and, and you know thinking about it from a kid perspective you're right I was thinking more like you know you get five really solid costumes and then every five years you just are rotate yeah. That sounds like something my dad cycle. would do. Yeah. It's a smart, that's a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick's right though. I mean, buying a timeless costume, a lot of pressure, tough to do. You might grow out of it. Whether you're a kid growing up or whether you're an adult growing out, <laughs> you yeah. might grow out of it. So another thing you can do, make a costume with clothing that you already have. Yes. Which is super easy to do. You just got to maybe make a couple different outfit choices than you would normally wear. See what you got. Maybe you have to buy a new shirt. Make sure it's something that you can just wear to work, wear around the house. Exactly. So th this was, I was also going to mention this. 
like being creative. That's definitely the the move. Um, mm-hmm. My girlfriend is really good at this. She's like super creative with Halloween stuff. But like you can just go off of like a good base or like create your base and then maybe get like some supplemental stuff. Whatever if you have to buy whatever you know. Yeah. So the good base, that's something that I was going to suggest as my, my next kind of tip here to be more sustainable with your costume. Think about things that can apply to different costumes. I'm a huge nerd. Let's face it. <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking if I get a really sick, like brown cloak or robe, all of a sudden one year I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. The next year I'm Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the next year I'm a generic wizard. Like there's so much you can do yeah. with a cloak. It's true. So, you know, like if you want to do jeans and a flannel shirt, you could be a cowboy. You could be a scarecrow. Like take something that, like you said, has a solid base. Yeah. And just be creative. You could be an LL Bean model. Yeah. The the list goes on and on. (laughs) You could be a random person from Portland, Maine. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I was going to bring up is just thrift shopping. You know, if you, if you do have to buy clothes to supplement your costume, really good spot to do it is a thrift store where it's already second use. You know, it's, you're extending that life cycle of the clothes that have already been bought by somebody else already been used. And instead of contributing more to clothes in a landfill, all of a sudden you're looking at giving something more use than is anticipated. So thrifting is a good option there. Yeah, absolutely agree. All right. Let's talk about another massive waste generator. This is probably one that we're all thinking, We don't really want to acknowledge it because, let's face it, it's really fun to eat (laughs) Halloween candy. So the first thing we want to cover is the main issue that I was thinking of when we looked into this, the the candy wrappers themselves. Yes. So candy is another massive industry with $2.6 billion being spent on Halloween candy in 2019. The candy is usually wrapped in a combination of plastic and aluminum, which makes it extremely difficult, if not impossible, to recycle. So to recycle aluminum or to recycle plastic, most recycling facilities are going to require it to be clean and of a single type. And that also extends to plastic that is different types of plastics. So it's not like we're just saying it has to be aluminum or the film plastic or the PET plastic. No, it's got to be one type of plastic not even mixed-use plastic. So it's tough. And and mixed plastic and aluminum wrappers are most likely just going to end up in landfills. And even if that wrapper is entirely one type of plastic, it's almost definitely too small to be recycled anyway. So unfortunately, candy wrappers are usually just thrown out. And the exact amount of waste that's generated from wrappers is hard to find for this, but... Look, let's face it. It is definitely a lot. Yeah, you can imagine like all the all the candy that you get, especially the ones with the really really small wrappers, like the ones that are just yeah. like bite size almost. The fun yeah. size, yeah. That's got to really accumulate. Think about how many of those are sold in your local CVS, and then think about how many CVS, Walgreens, whatever there are around the country, around the world, selling all of those bags of like fun sized candies. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, so some companies have begun to switch to more environmentally friendly wrappers. But waste management for something like bioplastics is still a challenge. The candy giant Mars began to partner with a bioplastic company in 2016, but it hasn't really caught on yet. 
Yeah, when we talk bioplastics, we're talking about plastics that are made from plants instead of from synthetics. So it's honestly just not really viable right now due to how we dispose of bioplastics. And as it stands right now, it's kind of just the same issue of disposing regular plastics. It's something that will eventually break down because it's plant-based, but it's still contributing to landfills. It's still an issue, just not as long-term of an issue. So another option that candy companies are using, cardboard wrappers. 66% of waste paper in the U.S. gets recycled compared to roughly 8% of plastics. So 66%, that's not 100. That's a problem. But... I would rather something where two thirds of it gets recycled than 8%. Yeah, no, absolutely. A final option that the first article in your show notes suggests for people looking to go to zero waste is no packaging at all. So fruits like oranges, bananas, stuff like that is a sustainable option. That is so lame though. Like I I appreciate it. I understand what they're doing here, but imagine trick-or-treating as like a 10 year old <laughs> Somebody asked <you> an apple. <laughs> no, yeah, that's getting that's getting thrown away. Or like, <laughs> I uh, I'll give it to my mom when I get home. That's that's what I would have done as a kid. Oranges and bananas. When you're looking at a bag, picture your bag of your pillowcase of of chocolate, and then be and then seeing an orange and banana. You're just, it's not gonna happen. You're not gonna. I would it. rather be Charlie Brown, where it's like, I got a rock <laughs> and get a banana. <laughs> Straight up. At least you have a story. At least you actually got a rock. Like, that's a story you can write home about that. So we don't want to be giving kids bananas or oranges or something lame, but we want to be more sustainable. So which candies are made the most sustainably? We linked a store in the show notes that has a list of sustainably made candies, and it looks like most are from smaller distributors, which is a cool bonus. We also linked one that uses ugly produce that might not look perfect, but tastes great to make fruit and vegetable based candies. This one cuts food waste. So caveat to what I was saying before, if you gave me a banana as I was trick-or-treating, I would be pissed. If you gave me fruit-flavored candy, now we're talking. Fruit <laughs> tastes good. So, so that's kind of a cool one. They take old produce that might not look good, might not sell, and use that natural sweetness from the fruit, from the vegetables, to create a candy. So those are some cool options to cut your plastic waste if you're going to sustainable packaging or your food waste. Um, We should touch on some of the major issues with the candy industry as a whole before moving on. Um, Wanted to keep this episode kind of short today, so without getting too into it, cacao, palm oil, vanilla, when it's not grown and harvested sustainably, it can be pretty taxing on the environment and the local people. That's kind of the short of it. Yeah, and the best way to avoid buying environmentally harmful products is to look for organic candies, chocolates, fair trade certifications on the packaging, and to avoid Nestle products as a whole, which we've definitely talked about on the show before. Yeah, and I'm sure if we dug into it more, most of the big candy corporations are probably not great, especially if you could buy smaller distributors, buy something local. That's probably going to be better nine and a half times out of 10. Yeah. Um, I just know that Nestle is by far the worst, so we wanted to throw that in there. (laughs) All right, so Nick, let's have some fun before we go couple couple rapid fire questions for you number one what is your favorite halloween movie uh it's got to be ghostbusters uh i'm a huge bill murray guy 
I, I love most Bill Murray movies besides a few. Ghostbusters has got to be my number one. That is definitely, definitely a good movie, good series. My number one, Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm a, a Jack Skellington stan. Nice. Are you a Tim Burton stan as well? Uh, no. Like, <laughs> like, okay, I, I, like I like Tim Burton, but I think Nightmare is just like way better than the rest of the stuff he's done. He's done okay. some other cool stuff, but like... I feel like I've only met people who are just like either fervently like, no, he is the best, like animator director whatever or like no i hate all of his stuff i'm in the camp of like i hate all of his stuff i haven't seen nightmare before christmas though so i will watch that eventually but look, look at this bookmark i got right now for spooky season wow how about it's that? jack skellington is that and barnes and noble it is barnes and noble see i just <laughs> i felt that in my bones i felt that one in my bones <laughs> all right number two any fun <laughs> halloween traditions that you usually do every year uh, not really. Uh, it's my sister's birthday the day after. Happy birthday, Chess. Um, Happy birthday, Chess. So we always have like a birthday party for her around Halloween. Might not be like exactly on Halloween, but um, yeah, we always have something for her. And that's kind of why, that's that, that's the way I associate Halloween. It's just like her birthday. Gotcha. For me, it's usually the the little bit of time leading up to Halloween where I do something that's like way too committed. So like right now I'm growing facial hair. We're recording before Halloween just as a, a side note. So I, I still have my facial hair. I don't have my Halloween mustache right now, but need a mustache for Halloween. So I've been growing <laughs> facial hair for five weeks. A couple of years ago, I grew my hair out for four months so I could be Troy Bolton. Like I just I commit to the bit. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And you know what? Now that you're saying tr Halloween tradition, I'm making it a Halloween tradition. Hopefully this will keep my myself uh, in check next year. But I'm going to make pumpkin spice donuts every year from now on because I made it this year. They were phenomenal. I will do it every year from now on. That's great to hear. And next year I will eat one. <laughs> yeah, you need to be you need to be here for that one. Number three, favorite costume you've worn in recent years. Let's brag a little bit. Um, it's got to be last year's. And I was Alfredo Linguini from Ratatouille. Linguini. Yes. Um, and my girlfriend was uh, Remy, the rat. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a great one. And there's this, I have to send you this picture. I don't know if I've ever sent it to you, but I um, was inebriated last year. And I, <laughs> my girlfriend like took a drink out of my hand and my, someone like my, I think my sister like took a picture at the exact moment she took it out of my hand. And like, I just look dumbfounded and I'm still wearing like my full, <laughs> Chef's like linguine garb. It's just hysterical. It's amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. But what about you? What's your favorite costume you've worn? Uh, a couple years ago, I was Aragorn, which was sweet because I had like a wig. I had a beard. Uh, I was carrying around a sword yes. all night and I was just like dressed in a cloak. <laughs> Um, that was fun. That's Last sick. year we were Doug Judy and Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine, and we oh, wore the most nice, comfortable nice. jumpsuits ever. So that was that was very <laughs> functional. But <laughs> yeah, the worst is when you have to wear like an out uh, like a costume that's just super uncomfortable. You're dying to take it off by the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. What are you dressing as this year? So this year I am being a surfer. My girlfriend is being a lifeguard and my dog is being a shark. <laughs> Bocce's being a surfboard. <laughs> Just ride your dog around all night. Dude, honestly, Darb probably could. Um, but yeah, no, the, she's being a shark. She's got the cutest freaking costume for it too. It's, it's going to be hysterical. Uh, I'll definitely send you a picture when, it's, when we're uh, 
when we're partying on Friday. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're being uh, like gym teacher slash coach style thing. So I have like offensively short shorts. I'm going to have a mustache, <laughs> a whistle, white polo tucked into like just the red athletic shorts. But yeah. it's going to be a move. <laughs> nice, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to send me a picture. Will do. All right, everybody, that will do it for today's Halloween episode of TPT. Hope you had some fun with this one. Hope you learned a little bit in the beginning with us. We're going to be back on Friday for some more quick hits to send you into your weekend. Yes, please share this show with one friend if you liked it. If you have more than one friend, share it with all of your friends. Play this episode at your Halloween party. That'll be sick. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. All right, make sure to follow us on their socials at Planet Today Pod for more TPT in the meantime. For the Planet Today, I'm Nick Janusa. I'm Matt Norton. We will see you on Friday. Avoid microbrews. Peace. <laughs> Boo.